In the following live session recording, Beverly Skinner, state missionary with the Georgia Baptist Women of Georgia Baptist Mission Board, leads the session, Women's Ministry Idea Exchange. Join other women's ministry leaders from your area to exchange ideas about effective ministry with women in the church. Let's join Beverly now. All right, ladies, I think it's about time we'll uh, go ahead and get started. So it's good to see you. Thanks for coming this afternoon. If you have been in some of the other sessions we've done in this room, uh, this will be very different in that it's all about you talking. So I am not here to teach and lecture to you. I want to hear from you and you're going to talk to each other. So um, little heads up there. And so uh, this will be a little more relaxed, I think, and uh, fun. Uh, let me introduce myself in case some of you are in here for the first time. Some of you, I apologize, you're going to hear the same thing you've heard like three times already. But uh, my name is Beverly Skinner and I serve with Georgia Baptist Women. Let me explain to you who we are as Georgia Baptist women. We are part of the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. We're actually an auxiliary to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Uh, but who we are is, you'll see it on the front of that black folder. Is there anybody that doesn't have one of these black folders? Maybe this is your first, you don't have to look at it right now, but I want to make sure you have it before you go. Uh, so everything you do with women in your church, we're here to help you do it whether that's WMU, whether that's women's ministry, a combination of the two, uh, or you're not yet, you don't have anything like specifically formal for women. I talked to a lady last week in Jonesboro. She said, we, um, I'm gonna put this right here. Cause, oh, I'm knock it off. Uh, she said, we, um, we don't have anything. We got women, but they're not doing anything together. And she needed some help. And I said, we're here to help you. And so, Whatever it is you do with women, we provide leadership training for you. That's part of what we're doing here at Go Georgia. But we also are available uh, to come to your church. We're available to, we do a lot of different topics on the phone, some consultations, a lot of different ways that we do leadership training and equipping you. Sometimes it's just a matter of, I had a leader several years ago that called me. She just, we all get there, you know, she was just overwhelmed, really almost to the point of like, like tears. I'm, I'm, I'm just about to either give this all up all together. I just can't. And we just talked on the phone for maybe 45 minutes. And it just was so helpful to her, to, not that I had anything brilliant to say, but to talk to somebody who understood and was outside the situation. Sometimes that's really helpful too. And so, um, and just to talk through, okay, here's some ideas. And honestly, I told that leader in particular, and sometimes you just need somebody to say this, you're doing too much. You've just got to give some of that up. And for her, it was the, because I work in the Baptist building, I guess that was like authority had told her. I was like, <laughs> I have no authority over you. She was like, if you said it, I really can do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. So we're, our whole staff is available to help with those things. Our staff is made up of Beth Ann Williams is our executive director. She in particular works with, she does a lot of things, but um, as it comes to specifically what's happening in your churches, uh, WMU, Women on Mission, she works with those organizations. Karen Pace is on our staff. She does um, children's, uh, missions education for children. So. Uh, What's it called? Awana. When preschool workers. No, 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 not a one. Mission Friends. Thank you. Mission Friends, Children in Action, GAs. Karen does those things. Tabitha is our camp director at Camp Pinnacle. 
um, she's on our staff, and then I am responsible for women's ministry leaders. Um, so I specifically work in that area of women's ministry. I also am our young women's consultant. So I am um, helping us as a state and churches understand and connect to women 18 to 35. I have a lot of conversation, a lot of you've been in these conversations, um, a lot of conversations about how do we bridge generations how do we connect uh, younger and older a lot of times? And maybe in some of your churches, you would say, we have a hard time you know, getting younger women involved. But I know some other churches that would say, we have a hard time getting older women involved. And so whatever those conversations are, I help do that uh, for churches. I also work with uh, our missions uh, mobilization and a few other things. So that'll give you an idea kind of who our staff is. In this black folder, there's a card that lists all of us, how to contact us. We're all available to serve you. Um, and so, however, that can be helpful to you. We also do events for women. Uh, in the spring is our Georgia Baptist Women's Spring Event every year. This year, it's a, a statewide, it's a conference for women for all the states. So this year, that will be, yeah, there's a, there's a magnet. Actually, I have not said that. This, you're the first people to hear this. This little purple thing in here, if you'll take it out of your, don't take it out now. But when you get home, take it out. It's a little magnet. We'll save the date magnet. Uh, for spring event, April 24th and 25th at Stone Mountain, um, which is lovely. I live in Atlanta. I had never been to Stone Mountain until we went for this conference. And I thought, this is a great place for a conference. So we'll be there. Uh, we have an event in September at Pinnacle Retreat Center called the Women on Mission Series, a missions-focused event. It's a good place to take some of your women. I don't want to do a ton of commercials because I want to give us plenty of time, but I just want you to be aware that this folder is here and there's some helpful information in there. I will mention this because some of you uh, may not know this. Pinnacle Retreat Center, okay, I'm, anybody not familiar with Pinnacle Retreat Center? I don't want to tell you what you already know. Okay, so Pinnacle Retreat Center is owned by Georgia Baptist Women. It's in Clayton, so it's a good ways from South Georgia, but it's worth it because you're in the mountains. And it is a year-round retreat facility. We do camp for girls there in the summertime, uh, Camp Pinnacle, Missions Camp for Girls. But it's available to you to use, uh, I mean, you pay to use it, but uh, for retreats for your women, or even, so that's sorry. okay, come on in, no problem. Um, or it's even, I know some churches, some smaller churches that do like a family camp or a family retreat, and they all go, Pinnacle Retreat Center is the kind of place that you can do that. So there's information in your folder about that as well. Georgia Baptist Women, our kind of tagline that we've adopted is it is our desire to see every woman in community and on mission. So whatever you're doing with women in your church, we wanna challenge you and help you think about how are you connecting with every woman? And so that means uh, different ages. I talk about younger women, but how are we thinking about younger women, middle-aged women, older women? Um, a lot of years ago, I, when I first started in this job, I did a, a, a conference at Spring Event had started working in like February and this was in April and it was all very new to me. Uh, but I did a conference on, you know, connecting with younger women, understanding younger women, did all these characteristics. This whole long thing, it was great. And then, and I was talking about 18 to 35 and I'm in my forties. And there's a woman in the back of the room and she raised her hand and said, it could have been one of y'all, I don't know. But anyway, she raised her hand and she said, 
How do we connect with women in their 40s and 50s? Because we don't have any of those younger women. We're trying to connect with women in their 40s and 50s. And I was like, I don't know. I don't ever deal with them. I am them, but I don't know. <laughs> but how are you thinking about every woman, every age range, but also every station in life? Your preschool moms have a very different life than your empty nest moms, right? And then your grandmothers. And so, uh, but also I don't have children. And so I don't really love when churches just define women by whether or not they have children. Um, and so every woman includes a lot of different situations in life. And so as you do women's ministry, as you do WMU things, we're thinking about how do you connect with every woman? then how do you help every woman have an opportunity to be in community with other women? And hear me say, I know, and you know, not every woman in your church is gonna be engaged with everything you do. But is there opportunity, are you making available to them opportunities to be in community if they want to be? And that may look like traditional Tuesday morning. I just feel like they've always been on Tuesday morning. Uh, for those women that don't work, Tuesday morning Bible studies at the church or Thursday night Bible studies at the church. It may look like that. Community may look like we have once a month we get together and we are once every two or three months we get together and we do a craft thing together, uh, whether that's sewing or cooking or whatever. But how are you giving women opportunities to be in community with other believers, being challenged, learning from each other, praying together, sharing their lives together? And then on mission. And so our challenge is that we're not just here to, to sit and soak, right? We're here to be on mission and to be obedient to God's calling. And so how are we in women's ministry equipping women, teaching them, to be on mission together and so or even not always together but even where they are in their life whether they're a soccer mom or a grandmother or it's something we're doing in missions together in our church but how are we helping women be on mission so that's who we are georgia baptist women every woman in community on mission so i want you to kind of have that as a background any questions about any of that any questions about the, the commercials all the information that's available to you or events that we're doing Okay, either I've terrified you or you have all the information you need. So one of the two. So one of the things we do for women's ministry leaders, Yvonne's been there. I don't think anybody else in this room has been to Sela. One of the things we do for women's ministry leaders is a retraining retreat at Pinnacle Retreat Center every year. Uh, for women's ministry leaders, we do, we bring in somebody that does some good training, is real qualified, but we also spend a lot of time just talking among ourselves about, hey, what's working well in your church? What's not working well in your church? And hey, have you done a Bible study you really liked? And we're facing this challenge and how, just an idea exchange. And so that's everybody's favorite part of Selah. So a couple of years ago, four or five years ago, really, I thought, well, this isn't doesn't take a lot of brilliance to figure this out. Um, if that's everybody's favorite part, let's take that part and move it around some. And so uh, a few times a year, we have events called Connect Events, which are one night, it's like a one night sailor. I just, um, we just take that idea exchange, we do it regionally. We did it at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Blackshear. Last, last year. Last year, yeah, 2018. Um, so. We just take women's ministry leaders from churches in a region and, and meet together for a couple of hours one night and trade ideas. And it really is very helpful and effective. So what you're gonna do right now 
is an even shorter version of that. <laughs> we just have an hour together this afternoon. Um, but what I wanna do is just let you meet one another, know where you're from, and then we're just gonna talk through, I'm gonna just guide us through some discussion about what you're doing in your churches in women's ministry and kind of learn from each other. So, is that all right with you? You willing to do that? Okay, so what I'd love and I think would be really helpful, uh, we're small enough, I think we can do it. Let's just go around the room, if you will, introduce yourself, what, what church you're from, the name of your church and where it is, and maybe give us an idea of kind of the size of your church. I mean, you don't know, need to know exactly, but about how many do you have in worship on a Sunday morning? And then tell us your role in leading women. And some of you may say, I have no role. My pastor may be coming here today. That's fine. <laughs> um, that's an okay answer. But if you are, you know, women's ministry team leader, or if you're a Bible study leader, or you just maybe want to know more, tell us that. And that'll help us know kind of who's in the room and might help you say, oh, I, our church is not far from hers. We should connect. So can we start back here in the corner? Leslie Tipton. I belong to the First Baptist Church of Fort Wentworth, which is right outside of Savannah. Um, we have approximately 70, maybe, Sunday morning service. Okay. I belong with a group called our MAMS group, um, which is um, Mad About Missions. Oh, that's good. We do a different mission project once a month. Um, I'm not in charge of it, but I do go to is that a women's group? It is. Yeah, because what man is going to a group called the man's group? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, you've already learned something you had never heard before. Man's. That's good. Mm -hmm. Mad about missions. I thought you said man. Man's. Mad about missions. How M-A-M-S. Mad about missions. I'm Tony Davis. I'm her sister. Um, we were going to take charge for And Mam's is under the umbrella of WOM. Okay. So um, we work with them, and um, we're just here to try to get some ideas of how we can incorporate other women in our church into great going out and do things. Okay. We're glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Can I ask them a question? You can. How do you relate to the uh, women on missions in your church? We're under the umbrella of WOM. Do y'all do anything with them? I guess is what I mean. With the WOM? Yes. 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 Training, I said, Yeah, I have. It's the University of You Go Do It Calls. Mm -hmm. God said to. 
but I would love to be among like-minded people uh, sharing ideas of what works. Sometimes all you need to do is pull their bedside tray up closer so they can reach their water, mm -hmm. you know, or something Amen. that's fell on the floor, and you do it and you tell them it's because God loves them, mm -hmm. and, and that's why you're there, because some of them have nobody. And if they're laying there lost, if me or you or somebody does not come and tell them, they will spend eternity in hell. And maybe you say, oh, well, I can't stand it. I can't go visit there. I can't see Aunt Sally there. If Aunt Sally can live it, you can visit it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Tell us about, real quick, chicks. At, yeah. Are you involved with chicks at North Chicks, Side? Committed yeah. Hearts and Christ Kingdom Service. Uh, we've, uh, that's been our name. Uh, we have a number. Don just mentioned one project that we've done most recently, and that's Pretty Girls for West Virginia. We have a connection, God provides these things, with a lady, a Christian lady that works in the school system in West Virginia. They're dirt poor. And she has little girls that come to her with accidents or that don't have nothing to start with. And so once a year, and we just shipped them up there, once a year we buy things like little girls' uh, personal care items, hair bows, pretty underwear so when they, they have an accident, you know, they go home with a pretty pair of underwear. Or they, you know, just different things like that. And we just sent 40 or 60, any pounds, four boxes wow. of pretty girls stuff. So, you know, even though you're a little church, it's just amazing when we get together and there's just tables of stuff because people get into it. You know, it's great to do that. But that's one of the ministries. Thank you, And that's women. So they're doing missions or doing ministry. They're chicks. They got a whole different way of doing do it. Pure love, pure love. Yes, we have yeah, the love. area of pure water, pure love, uh, and that's coming up in a couple mm -hmm. months. I haven't missed it for several years. I've got it way on day. Y'all come. It's wonderful. We okay, let's keep going introducing ourselves. Okay, tell us who you are. I'm Vicki Dorset. I'm Beacon Heights Baptist Church in Madison, Georgia. I am not the leader of the, um, we do the, what do we do? Women on missions, I guess. Uh -huh. um, the pastor's wife has had to take the group over again because nobody else will, everybody goes, we have good attendance, but nobody wants to lead it. So um, I think she wanted me to come and take some of these classes <laughs> so I can do something else. <laughs> she has to help. We work a lot with, um, there's a, a class at the high school, it's um, Christian Learning Center. Yeah. Um, and we work a lot with them and support them as, you know, as women. Um, we've also at attached to the elementary school and we take, we collect supplies each month and take to the school for the same kind of thing. Some of it is underwear and socks, sometimes it's school supplies, sometimes it's canned goods. Um, for kids to take home and that kind of thing. Um, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to interrupt you just for a second and say, let's um, keep going. We'll keep introducing ourselves and then come back to some of the ideas. About how big is your church, Beacon Heights? Um, we've 
We're running uh, average about 60 in the Sunday okay. morning service. Okay. And Vicki was at Go Georgia last weekend in Jonesboro and back at Statesboro. So she is the gold star student up there is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Let's come here. Donna, I'm from Anderson Drive Baptist Church in Jessup, Georgia. We have, a, it's called, we call it Women's Min Ministry. Uh-huh. And our name is Sanctified Sisters. Good. And I'm not the leader. The leader couldn't come today. We have a new leader that just, well, she'll take office the 1st of September. Uh-huh. So it's all, it's kind of new. We've only been doing it about two years. But we like to do backpacks at Christmas for Kentucky. And just a couple different things that we do. We have um, Shane's group, which is a addicted woman's where they're there, and um, we kind of help support them. There's just a lot of things that we see and need. We do, mm -hmm. and we do have somebody at our church that is drawn to nursing homes. I wish she could have been here. She all was here my, yesterday. All of my children are mostly 70 up. Yeah, yeah. That's so. good. Okay, and that. Uh, I'm mostly involved in association, uh -huh. associational direct for Brady County, but my church is First Baptist in Cairo, and have from 175 to 200 in attendance. I'm sorry to say our WMU has dropped off some. We used to have six groups, now we only have two, uh -huh. but uh, they're still on fire for missions doing a lot of mission projects. And one of the ones that I'm especially proud of is uh, we do devotions out at the um, assisted living place, the Taylor at Magnolia Place, mm -hmm. and one woman goes every day of the week. We have wow. somebody every day of the week that goes out there and then one lady teaches Sunday school. That's right. So That's we right. feel we, we, just like I have told you, we we still need to help in binding our younger women and older women together, even if it was just for one project, for right. us to see how we could do it together. Yeah, that's good. Okay, let's keep going introducing ourselves. My name is Yvonne Davis. Um, I go to Emanuel Baptist in Blackshear. Uh, we run upwards of 1,200 uh, in our services. I'm a women's ministry director. And I just want to say that you should make every effort to go to Salem. It is a <laughs> wonderful event. You will not be sorry. And I, we're just about as far south as you can get, all the way up to Clayton, but it is so worth it. So you should go. Thank you, Vaughn. <laughs> we do have hopes of having a Salem South. We're working on it. So go ahead. And I'm Terry Griffin. I'm in Eastman, and I go to Grace Baptist Church. And I'm the ladies' ministry team leader. And there is 10, 10 of us on your team. On the team. Okay. Um, which can be great at times, but also can a be a little team. bit difficult it's a big at team. times. But mm -hmm. um, we're, we're about we're, how big is your church? How much? You about, we average about 120 to 140 on a good day. A for, team of 10 is big in a church yeah. that size. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Okay, thank you, too. And I'm Ann Coles, and I go to Friendship Baptist Church in Warner Robins, Georgia, mm -hmm. and I'm the Women's Ministry Coordinator, and we don't have a cute name; we're just Friendship Women. And, um, <laughs> that's cute. We run about 300 in our church. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right, let's go back there. I like going to the back to the front. Um, I'm Deborah Johnson. I'm a member of Woodlawn Baptist Church in Garden City, uh, right outside of Savannah. Okay. We run about 150, 170 on 
Sundays. Uh huh. Um, and I do small group women's Bible studies. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. You lead them or you coordinate them? Coordinate. Okay. How many do you have? Um, we have two growing right now. There's a one more or less for retired women in the mornings. Uh -huh. It runs six to eight. Mm -hmm. And uh, our night group is 10 to 15. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's hear. I'm Ann Wright, First Baptist Church, Waynesburg, Georgia. We have about 400 in Washington on Sundays. And uh, I'm the WU director and the facilitator of our Women on Mission group. Okay. All right. Glad you're here, Ann. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, right there. You're looking around like, who's next? You're next. <laughs> My name is Shannon Cott from Hillcrest Baptist Church in Hazelhurst, Georgia, along with Michelle, probably. Um, I've been leading the women's ministry, I guess, for about five years now. Okay. Um, and we run about 300 in Sunday morning services. Okay. Kind of about the same size as the church. Okay. I'm Michelle Mobley. I go to Hillcrest as well. And I do the Bible studies. Okay. Coordinate Bible studies? or We, we just have one group. Right? You just have one group. So, do you so lead I it? lead it. You teach it. Okay. Great. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm Lori Parker from Scriven County, Sylvania, Georgia. I go to a very small church. I grew up in a larger church, but I go to Little Horse Creek Baptist Church. We have about 40 to 60 people. I work with a lot of associational activities and have. But um, our WMU has sort of waned uh -huh. to a degree. Uh -huh. What we do is ministry and missions, and I like the words together. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the way we're going to have to. We are women on missions. We are, we are on missions. Right. The M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> I never say that. I beg you, ten years ago to say that, and they wouldn't do it. M&M's. Just call it. Ministry missions. That's good. I, but but we do more ministry than uh, we do a lot of missions based on our offerings and things with everything and some of that um, um, missionaries too, of course. But we're doing. And we're going to do that later. Yeah, we're right. going to talk about some ideas. Uh, so that's, that's good. All I okay, am. thank that's you, all Gloria. I'm just <laughs> I'm Melissa Pinkley, and I'm at Dublin, Georgia, um, at Poplar Springs North Baptist Church. We run between 160 and 180 every Sunday. That's good. Um, we haven't been there long. My husband's a pastor. We've I, been there since March. Okay. I just agreed to co be co the. WMU Women's Ministry Director because I didn't want to take it on whenever I hadn't been there and didn't know what they were doing. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but we're about to start a Bible study group um, here in the next month. Okay. And they do backpacks. Yeah. And operation and Operation Shoebox, I think. Uh huh. Those I know they do. You figured that much <laughs> out. That's good. And so we're working on things. Okay, good. All right, we're glad you're here. Go ahead. Yep, yeah, you know you. Oh, okay. I'm Carol Calvert from Countryside Baptist Church in Guyton, and um, okay. We, tell me, I don't. I've never heard of Guyton. Oh, tell we're outside of Savannah. Okay. We're worth, yes. Hello. We, we, we actually live in Guyton. Okay. All right. There we go. Okay. Got it. <laughs> um, we've had a uh, women's ministry program uh, for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty much you do a luncheon and another luncheon and you move on mm -hmm. and last year um, the woman running it decided she was through and I'm it so oh. 
Nice. We are, I was determined that was not going to be the same format. And so our mission statement, sorry, oh. is women reaching women. Good. Because we run about, I'm, I'm thinking we're three to 400. And I probably made that up, but it's somewhere in there. Yeah. And my goal, oh my goodness, it must be really late in the day. <laughs> my goal is that the women, first of all, in the church come together. That's right. We have, That's right. you know, I'm 71 and we have, you know, I mean, it's broad age and we need to get to know I am so sorry. It's okay. We need to know each other and come alongside each other. Mm-hmm. And then we have lots of plans and we're going to be <laughs> good. <laughs> but good. Thank well, you. thank you for sharing that, Carol. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. Let's get you. My name is Brenda Falfel. I'm with Oak Hill Baptist Church out of Dillon, Georgia. Okay. Um, I don't know where that is either. Is hops getting the jump from here? It's okay. Just going back and watch it gush. Okay. All right. Got it. Off. Okay. All right. Thank um, you. We have, um, I would say, about 140 okay. in, in church because we have a Sunday school enrollment of about 126. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm over the senior citizens. Okay. Bless their hearts. I'm one of them, too. <laughs> and, um, and I also teach the senior ladies' Sunday school class. Okay. Great. And I'm out of that same church. Been there a lot longer than she has. <laughs> but uh, we have a strong WMU in our church, and I've been probably in that church. I came out of a Methodist church, but I've been there 60 years. Wow. Um, but uh, we uh, we do have a lot of missions that we do, and the lady that does that is not here today and all. But okay. um, we do a lot of activities and stuff and all. And coordinate all of that too. Great. Well, you are a great representation of Georgia Baptist women because you're in all different size churches and you are doing things with women in many different ways. Some of that's traditional women on mission, WMU. Some of that's traditional women's ministry. Some of it's a mix of both. And so you are exactly who we hope we are um, and, and who we want to help. So, and I want to help you help each other. All right, so our first question I want you to talk about is, and I want you to just share some of these ideas and I'll write things and hopefully you'll leave here with some ideas you might be able to take away uh, and take back to your own church. But what have you done, and it may not be you, it may be your church, uh, that's okay, or it may be you, but what have you, have you or your church done in the last year to 18 months with women that has been really successful? So that may be a mission project, that may be... Uh, implementing some Bible studies you haven't done before. That may be an event that you've done. But what have you seen done in your church that has really worked well and appealed to your women that you think somebody else ought to hear about this because it might work in their church as well? I have a resource I want to mention to you. Yep. And it's a simple name, so Beverly's going to have to help me remember. It's Women's Ministry. The book you gave us at Salem. Yeah. Um, and I know her last name is King, but it's I don't It's Kelly remember. King's book. But, um, yes, that's it. Um, there, there's a book that is an awesome resource, mainly because every word she wrote in there was out of my head. I mean, it just, it was wonderful, but it helped me communicate to my team um, where we needed to go. And I, I would urge you to, um, to get that book and consider using it. 
Let me look at the title up. Kelly King is the leader of women's ministry now for Lifeway. Um, she's just been there a few years, and, and that book just came out. You got it at this last sale. I think it came out the fall before that. So um, let me look up the title while you keep talking, and I'll get the exact title of it. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you had, I think you had mentioned in another session was um, doing online or texting. Yeah. Well, my uh, one of my team members was with me in the earlier session, Catherine, and she's on the younger end of the women in our church, and she is starting a Bible study online. And it's, um, there's several women that homeschool or have young children at home and it's I just think it's fabulous because I wouldn't have a clue how to do that yeah but our team we have we have seven people on the team and they range from 71 me <laughs> down to you know 25 or so and so it's it's great because when we meet it's not old lady talking or young person talking we have we have a good group that's bringing ideas together so that how how have you helped that to happen how did you get diversity well i really looked around the church and i chose no one or approached no one that was on the teams before because i was I was on the team before, but you didn't really have any input because the person who was in charge, and I am in no way putting her down because she is a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. But she'd been doing this for a million years, and it was her way, and this is the way it's going to be, and do you like this? Okay, well, we're doing it anyway. You know what I mean? Oh. And, and she just, she did the best she could do. And I knew that was not how we were going to do this. And so I started looking around, and... I, the pastor's wife is one of the team members, and she's new. She did not want to be the ladies' ministry. Well, she shouldn't be, really. She has enough to do, you know what I mean. But she's on there. Uh, the the um, youth pastor's wife, she's 27. Uh, you know what I mean? It, younger. Another pastor's wife who is very creative and vivacious she's on there and you know maybe she, I don't know if she's 40 somewhere in there and then two other women that are in sort of in between these ages and it it has just been fabulous so what you did is you got diversity on your team yes. a diverse age range and diverse areas of the church on your team and then it leads to buy-in from women in those different um, yes parts of the church, for yes. lack of a better word. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm writing that down. Don't forgive me while I stand up here, but it's tall. <laughs> uh, okay. Y'all can keep talking while I do this. What else? What other things that have been successful that you've seen? And you may say, you know what, not at my church, but somebody else's church, I heard about this and it seemed like a really great idea. But are, at your church or a church, um, what's been successful? Our church does have a, um, our, our women's group has a ministry at the nursing home in Waynesboro. And um, we go once a month and we have just been doing crafts 
with them, a craft with them each month. Uh -huh. But um, they had told us one of the times that we were there that um, the only game they ever played was bingo. So we got together at one of our meetings and we made up Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, Password, Categories, um, a matching game, you know, using um, greeting cards uh -huh. and, you know, for memory and that kind of thing. We do Name That Tune where we play hymn, like the first line of a hymn or something. Oh, yeah. Guess that. And we rotate it and let them do that. And they love it. And this past summer, we decided to do VBS with them. And we used that model. And we did a Bible story. We did a craft. We did a, a game. And um, then total group, we did music with them. And we rotated them through that. And the activity that. room was packed. I bet but it was. Men and women both. Yeah. came and uh, we, we get serving angel food cake because they're a lot of them are diabetics and so that's the only thing they can eat but we did angel food cakes and they love it I they're so they excited did. every time we come so we you did the vbs we did the vbs june july and august uh -huh. so we're going back we're going to be doing games again in september you don't but do butter bean auction if you don't know about that Okay, <laughs> but anyway, it's it's been a lot of fun, and the people just they really do. It, it's Did you make these well. games, or you we made them? Games? No, no, we wow. no, we didn't buy them. We just made them up. Um, I got out my old oh, trivial pursuit. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> and made up some Jeopardy questions, things that would have been in a lot of them's things that they would remember from their life time, uh -huh. you know, that kind of thing when they were out, that sort of thing for the Je Jeopardy games, and you use the make little pockets the library cards, make little pockets and put the questions on index cards and we have the little numbers, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, and they, you know, pull from them and do that. And uh, Wheel of Fortune, we just have one of those tabletop charts and drew the little lines and, you know, they call out the letters and... You made up the phrases. We made up the phrases, things that they would be familiar with, you know, like old TV shows, different things like that, things that they might be familiar with. That was a with. lot of work, but that well, was cool. And, and we still have, we have to continue to make up, you know, new ones and that sort of thing uh, because we use them up and that sort of thing. But, yeah. and, but the greeting cards, you can do those seasonal, you know, you do a Christmas set or, you know, other kinds of, with the, the um, greeting cards. We just cut the, the picture off the front of them yeah. and put it on magnets and one of those magnetic boards uh -huh. and um, then cover them and then they match them, have to, you know, find the match to it. So we got those box, those inexpensive box cards. Yeah, that have some of the same ones in it. So I saw an idea the other day that this is not for the same purpose, but it would work. Um, I saw a mom who does a chore chart for her kids, and it's magnets, and they move one to the other. But she gets um, cookie sheets at the dollar store, and that's her magnet board. So yeah. Okay, what else? Those are great suggestions. Yes, ma'am. Say one of the things that our ladies have really enjoyed the most is, and I and I'm like you, you gotta you gotta minister to those in your church first because if they don't know who they are, they don't know their story. How are they gonna go out and reach others? So they had said that they wanted a, a retreat, not a. They wanted it just to be us. So there's this gentleman. I don't know if you know him. His name is House Slade. He has a place in Cordell. It's on the pond. He will allow you to come and use his property. He has a. A big building, a big room, and it's just really, really neat. We, get, of course, give a donation. We bring our own food and we cook. And we were only there because we will not be away and miss Sunday church. So we, uh -huh. were, we went Friday and came back Saturday evening, and they just they just really enjoyed it. And we're they're doing already asking for another November, one. Where yeah. This is the first retreat they've ever had. 
And I went, nope, we need a retreat. We're not having a speaker. We're not having any kind of organization. We are going on this retreat to get to know each other. But that's what we did. And I have said, mm -hmm. I have been doing, being the, I, I took a, a year off, and I've been the ladies' ministry team leader, and I said, you have got to be able to give your testimony. You know, God calls us at the drop of a hat, you should be able to give your testimony. Mm -hmm. It may not be what it would be if you were in front of the church or whatever, but you've got to be able to give it. And so what we did that night, so because we had, especially Friday and Saturday, you know, even that morning, was we have some new, we have some new converts. Mm -hmm. And, and, the, and they were coming to see, mm -hmm. you know, coming to see. And we had one lady there that I'm telling you, we prayed that she would not sleep that Friday night, that God would keep her awake and touch her heart because she was not a Christian. And that Sunday, between Sunday school and church, she she, she accepted Christ and I she was able to all in. But, but we gave our testimonies, mm -hmm. you know. And, of course, you have to be willing to step out yeah. and do that and set the example for them. And they just, they really enjoyed it, and they need we need to do it again. But... I reserved the the fire pit at this area that we're going we're going in November, and I reserved the fire pit for Friday night, and that's what we're going to do: yeah. cook some oars mm -hmm. and give testimonies. Right. <laughs> okay, what I need both of you to do is write down for me where you're having these retreats, because oh. I'm telling you, I'm looking for a place in South Georgia to do a okay. sailor, but it's got to be nice. Right. But if you're having a women's retreat there, that encourages me. So, okay, okay, so I need you to write that down and give it to me before we. Um, I want to say on the idea of retreats, um, just something that I've observed and I've heard from other leaders, and I think what you've done is great. I think a lot of churches um, and a lot of leaders might be intimidated to have a retreat because they feel like we've got to have a speaker, we've got to have somebody lead worship, and they, they don't have the money for that, uh, or they don't know who to get. Let me tell you, again and again and again, I hear from younger women they are so happy to go and learn from the older women in their church right. and, yes. and tell their stories too. It's not just that older women are telling their testimony. It's that everybody's telling their testimony. Testimony. There is, uh, there's just a lot of value in saying, no, we're just going as our women. As a matter of fact, I think sometimes we get a little worn out hearing the speakers all the time. Mm -hmm. and, and people want a chance to tell their own story or sometimes they don't want to do it, but they need to be challenged to do it. Um, and so let me encourage you, don't be intimidated. And a, and a retreat can be very local, very simple, uh, but it can be an opportunity for that connection. Yeah, We've had probably four retreats in our church last year. Well, in the past, we had like somebody that knew a missionary uh -huh. that they could get and come. And we wouldn't have to pay them, you know, just give them a, a gift, you know, but, give appreciation gift or whatever. Right. But we had like I'll spend the night and as soon as when we go home and come back for the morning and have breakfast and yeah. then have you know, speak again the next day. But uh we've had it like that people would let us have their cabin to have it at so we've had two different people that had cabins. We went to it so had one at the church as well. But the older with the women they give testimonies and all that so it's sharing time and what and so that's worked out real well. That's correct. And then for our church, uh, this is involved everything. We started like on Sunday night training union, we do the round table so that the older uh, group in the church could mix with the young people and yeah. get acquainted because they'd be in one part of the church having their, you know, uh, meetings to get a Bible study. And we would be somewhere else, and a lot of the new ones that come in didn't even know the members of the church. So that gives me more acquaintance and stuff. And yeah. 
Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. All right, what else? Other things that have been successful, Annette. Um, we started out several years ago having a quarterly meeting of all churches in our association. Association. We felt like that the churches need to share with each other and they need to be with each other. Uh -huh. At first I thought, this isn't going to work. It's going to take away from everything WVU we do it. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. It's very successful. We have had some wonderful speakers, and uh, we have also had some wonderful fellowship time together. And that's all, all the church or just the women? And that's the women in 23 churches in Grady County. Oh, that's great. Wow, that's great. And uh, we also uh, had a retreat of at a cabin. It was a half-day retreat, and we asked uh, Martha Ann to come down and talk to us mm -hmm. because it was uh, a special time of the year or something. Okay, that's great. That's a good word too. A half-day retreat. Sometimes just going for a day. I mean, a day thing. I, I've spoken at a retreat in Lawrence County. Um, gosh, a long time ago. You're in Lawrence County, aren't you? Uh, long time ago, but it was like nine to two or something. They do association thing. Some people uh, can go for a half day, and yeah. some of them would enjoy an overnight or something right. like that. You just have to find what works best for the people right. that will come. Yeah, exactly. We do one of those half days through the Dodge Baptist Association. That we would love to get the information to everybody that wants to come. We do it at Camp Stillwater, uh -huh. um, which is owned by the Dodge Baptist Association. And I uh -huh. just happened to be one of the ladies working on the team that got that together. Right. And it's been two years that we've had it in a row. In a, in a row did it. Uh -huh. yeah, so. oh, one more thing that I'd like to share. Yeah. Our women on missions for Grady County sponsors the girls' camp. It says many of our girls cannot go to Camp Pentecost. It's for first through sixth grade. Oh, we started good. at one place. <laughs> we outgrew it. Oh, good. We had to find us another place. So we have about 80 girls participating in a day camp for a week. Wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. All right, other things that have been successful in your churches? I guess this has been uh, our hospital in, in Douglas has invited, they just contacted us to ask us if we would do it again. Every uh, fall, they have a health fair where the community uh -huh. comes, gets lab work, and, and all kind of vendors are out there. And we uh, set up, they have a 5K run, oh. and uh, we set up a tent from our church, our ladies, uh, and give away bottled water at the finish line of uh -huh. the 5K run, uh -huh. and we, uh, another thing, information about the church, and we've had Bibles for to give away to those who would accept or want a Bible, and so they just recently contacted us and to ask us if we we're willing to do it again so i guess that's success that is very successful mm -hmm. and it's a great way to be connecting with not only all your but the women in your community you know, too. as small as our community is there's still people don't know where we are you know mm -hmm. yeah north well you know oh yes yeah, I, I read y'all's sign every time i go by <laughs> uh-huh uh -huh. but anyway but the nursing the nursing home thing we have groups that do that. I'm not involved in the group things. I'm what they call a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Well, my my mission is to win yourself to the Lord. <laughs> you know, and if you won't listen to it, then I'll just be your friend. 
Okay, any other things? Any other great ideas you want to share? Like, even if you think, oh, I don't know, it's good. It's a good idea, well, I promise you. Okay, yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. We have a group of ladies that just love to sew. Okay, tell us about that. And so they have uh, pulled, and we've got young ladies, young girls in there. We've got some teenage girls that come. We've got some 70 and 80-year-old uh -huh. that come. We make prayer quilts uh -huh. and give to, like, the chemo centers and uh, those types of things. And we've branched out and started making quilts that we take down to the Savannah Baptist Center to yeah. give to the homeless huh? that uh, come in there for ministry purposes. And um, and how often does that group get together? Every week. Wow. wow. We meet every Tuesday morning. Wow. Have you all, all ever made the little dresses out of pillowcase dresses? Well, part of our ladies have now started going to the Savannah Baptist Center on Wednesdays, and they're teaching a group of ladies there to sew. And that group of ladies made 80 of the pillowcase dresses and sent to Africa last year. Some wow. of our men go on mission, on mission trips, like one went recently mm -hmm. to Africa, and they take the pretty girls, yep. I mean the little dresses. And they even made, and there's out there now that you can make the shorts out of just t-shirts for little boys. Mm -hmm. So they sent 50-some pairs of shorts for the little boys and 80-some pairs of, I mean, a little, other little dresses. Yeah. Right? Great. Okay. Beverly, I don't know that I could say that this has been a success, but it's not. It's something that I haven't heard anybody else mention it. We used to do, in the senior group, we used to do backpacks, and it got to be where everybody was doing backpacks for back school. So we had picked up... Um, Safe Haven, which is a women, battered women's shelter. Okay. And they serve seven counties. Uh-huh. And um, there's not, you know, there's not a lot of one-on-one because they're very secretive, but they have a big need. Mm. So we do that. We take up, they give you a list. If you go online, they tell you what they need. And um, they're just excited to get anything when we drop off the donations. That's great. Mm -hmm. What year is that? That's here in Statesboro. It's well, we we take our stuff to right here in Statesboro, but they service seven different counties. That was one thing I liked about it. It wasn't just you know, the name of it is Safe Haven. Oh, okay. yeah, I know about that. And we do backpacks for kids on weekends. Certain a church will adopt a school, yeah. and then on in the summer for them. In case they don't have any food. Yeah, yeah, that's we good. We do that too. Um, backpack buddies mm -hmm. provide food uh -huh. for them to take home. Okay. We did that in our church last year and this year. And this year we didn't do as much because of some of the other places were giving. Yeah. They were getting them. But last year we uh, ministered to over 200 families and our church it was overwhelmed. That's right. That's right. Yes, ma'am. We host a thing at Christmas time for, um, we've done it for the last couple of years, the, for foster parents. It's like mm -hmm. a secret Santa, so the foster kids can come and get gifts for their foster parents. Oh, how nice. Um, so the community is real generous with giving us donations of things that those kids can wrap. Um, so we have the wrapping paper and everything there. And, we have the little Christmas cookies and juice and things for them to drink and make it like a Christmas party. And they come in and, and 
buy, quote unquote, these gifts for their parents, their foster parents. They do different. They do different things for them. They'll do things like um, give them uh, if they do something that they earn these little monopoly money things. From their foster parents? Who do they earn from? For their foster parents? Who do they earn it from? From? Who's, who? Um, the, I don't. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure how they get that. Do they come with it, or do they do something there to to earn it? Both. Okay. They there are there are places that through the foster system they have some things already in place, uh -huh. and then um, we have the things where if they can memorize a Bible verse, we give them yeah. or something. You know. Yeah. Um, play the little play little games there, and and they can earn a little bit. I um, like that. That's they cool. Can even even if they don't have any, you know, they, none of the kids go home without something. Right. They pick it out, and they've got, and we have it set up like a store. Yeah. And they go in and they pick their stuff up and buy it, and then take it over to the gift wrapping table, and they help them wrap the gifts and put the tags on it, and then they get their buy things for their foster parents. Mm -hmm. for the foster parents. It's for the foster parents. Well, because that's where they are at Christmas time. Yeah, oh, but I, I, my mind wasn't going in the other direction. I thought you were fixing gifts for the foster parents to give to the children. No, no I, I love this. I love that you're serious. helping those kids get those parents. This has been kids. very successful. The first year, I think they had, seems like they had about 30 foster kids that came through. Now, and some of those are, because they don't it is, them. and a lot of those kids are in the same family. You know, you'll have brothers and sisters in the same yeah. group. Um, but we had about last year. I think they said we had seventy kids. Wow! So, so I'm assuming uh, that's the kind of thing. If you were interested in, in your church doing something like this, you want to contact your local DFACS office uh -huh. and say, "Okay, we we've heard about this idea. Does it already exist in our area? If not, we'd like to work with you to find a way to, to do something like that." Or there are private agencies. Well, we work with Families for Families, which is out of Atlanta, but yeah. we have a, a branch down in, in Middle Georgia. Yeah. And what we do is we encourage the, um, their goal is to put those foster children in a Christian home. Yeah. And then in turn minister to the child, but also minister to the parents where the child has been displaced from. Uh -huh. And so we encourage our um, ladies to assist those foster parents by just having a meal ready. And one of the things that we did just this past month is we demonstrated, and we videoed it, much to my chagrin, um, videoed <laughs> yeah. it preparing a crock pot dump meal uh -huh. that's frozen. So we could make, and what our goal is, is that we will come together as a ladies <coughs> ministry team, you know, the ladies ministry, and do maybe 10 or 20 of those meals, and then have the Families for families take it and right. deliver to the family. Well, so, yeah. But it, but it also it serves more than one purpose. We're administering to these foster parents, but we're also ministering to us because golly, wouldn't it be nice to know these recipes and know how to do this yeah. and be able to provide it for my family? Yeah. But also, when we have a sickness in the in the church, then we can oh, let me just do this in the crock pot and have it ready for them. Well, and let me say, you know. Uh, Yvonne was at Salem last year with uh, Jan Morton, who's the women's ministry leader at Second Baptist Church in Warner Robins. And Jan is a longtime women's ministry leader. And I know it's a big church, but Jan's been at it a long time. And uh, about five years ago, she started something that she just thought, I, don't, I just don't know what else to do. We're just going to try this and see how it goes. 
and um, she invited young women, a few older women and some young women to the church on a Saturday morning and just said, we're going to learn to make biscuits. And she wasn't sure how it worked. And it was a huge success. They loved it. And they said, can we come back next week? And Jane was like, okay, I can't do this every Saturday. Um, but the ministry really grew and now it has a name. Uh, Tasting Grace. Tasting Grace. Thank you. And they do a Bible study, and they cook something, and they eat together, and so there's community happening. And Jan has said to me, all those years of women's ministry, trying to connect older women and younger women, and trying to help discipleship relationships happen, she said, this is the best thing we've ever done for that. Because it happens naturally. You're just in the kitchen working together. But even better, I mean, I love the teaching, you know, how to cook biscuits, because I don't know how to make a biscuit. But... um, but even better that you could get together and we're going to make meals and freeze them for these foster families. But at the same time, you're learning how to make some meals for your own family. Or I know some, I know of some groups that do that and, and some groups of women just get together, some moms and say, we're going to cook, we're going to prepare 20 meals, you know, and everybody goes home with five or whatever, however that works. Um, and so, yeah, exactly. But that's a great way to be doing I mean, that's everything. Every woman in community on mission is that we're serving these other families, but we're doing it together in community and we're learning and it can engage women of all ages. And then because we videoed it, we have a Facebook page for our ladies of, we're called Ladies of Grace, and I don't like that, but we're called the Logs. I mean, love calling the Logs. Oh no. So, but we have our own Facebook page. Logs. Not good. Then, <laughs> it's really not good. Um, and then so we we videoed that and put it on there. I mean, and we actually demonstrated it. You know, mm-hmm. we did it and um, didn't know it was going to be live. And then it was on. We put it on Facebook. So then now it's in the file. Yeah. So it and we posted the recipe. So the recipe's there. The demonstration Perfect. is there. And you know, some helpful hints. You know. I think that's great. And Jan has a ladies of grace. The Tasting Grace book. Yeah, Jan Morton has published a book. She she and another author who was, another woman who was doing kind of the same thing, our own ministry up in the North Georgia, Tennessee area. Uh, Anyway, they did the the book together, and it gives you the devotions. It tells you um, the recipes. This is another resource, but it's Tasting Grace. Recommended Bible school. Bible yep. study with it, Bible devotion with it. Yeah, it's got all I of that. The book last year it was very good. It's yeah. Uh, so that's a great resource. And what I didn't say is we I actually cooked that crock pot meal that day, that morning, oh, and yeah. let it cook all day long. So I fed our ladies at my house, and I find that they want to be in in my home rather than in the church. There you go. And my home is not great big. Right. You know, so we're just all crammed together, but, you know. But they want to do that. They were able to eat it, and then they know what they were providing, you know. And we sent that meal that, we only did one that night, but we sent that meal to a family. That's cool. That's really cool. Okay, let's move on to another thing. We, We don't have a lot longer. You've got great ideas that you've shared. What I'm doing is I'm writing this here. You feel free to take pictures of it with your phones, and that'll help you remember these ideas. Um, what questions do you want to ask somebody else that leads women in a church? What questions would you have for other women's ministry leaders or, or women on mission leaders that you've not had a chance to ask? Anybody want to ask, how do you do this? Or how do you deal with that? Or 
some of the challenges you might have? I would like to ask um, for advice on how to start with the small groups. We are currently just meeting um, monthly, entire church-wide ladies. Um, uh -huh. We have anywhere from 25 to 50 will show up. That's good. Um, per month. And we're just uh, kind of struggling with ideas of things to keep everyone involved because obviously we, we've lost some of our older crowd that don't want to come out at, on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock or else it's too many people and it's too loud. There's you know different reasons why we're losing that group, but then we're also not attracting some of the younger 20-ish year old um, because they have children because they have children there's various reasons why they have lives <laughs> and, uh, but anyway we so we are just kind of struggling to um because we want to grow the bonds obviously between our uh, ladies in the church first so that we can therefore go outside the church and missions but um we have not started small groups with the fear of um how do you do that without it looking as though you're forming and someone feeling like they're not a part of why am I not invited to this small group why is it just those five ladies or ten ladies why did I get put in this group ha advice one let of the things join, that we're told to ma'am let them join have, if you have like if you were to have six women that said I would be a leader you of a group take pictures. stand them up there I and can't see to do it ladies pick them up and say but then how do you handle that when yeah when 10 ladies want that one lady and then nobody picks this lady our well, groups are based on interest we have one group that does mostly a bible study we have one group that concentrates like our group concentrates on the monthly mission going out into the community everybody does that church-wide but our group goes out and, and does something monthly in the community we have one group that does um, a study out of the Mission Mosaic magazine. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, don't I don't know what the fourth group does. I'm sorry to say they've changed, and I'm not sure what they do. But it's interest-based, and people joined based on what <coughs> their interest is. I think we've kind of had issues before where one person would step up and say, "Well, I'll a couponing class," and then no one would. No. join the class and it offends that yeah, person it does. so therefore she doesn't, that. she's not going to step up and volunteer again to, to lead a small group so that's where we're at right now so instead of trying to break out into small groups we've just been continuing the monthly open meetings for everyone and like I say we're it's, it's been successful with the few that are you know continuing to attend but we're losing some yeah. of those groups so we need from what I'm hearing everything I've learned here this weekend up to now, we need to start small groups. Yeah, let's hear what you have to say. One of the things that when we first started our first meeting, we had we had forms for everybody to fill out, and it what what are your interests? What do you know how to do? What do you want to What do you want to learn how to do? So then we took those and we've been compiling all that, and this next month in September we're having craft night. And we, I mean, we just call things whatever, you know, but we're at the craft night. And at this point, I have about seven people that are going to have different round tables 
somebody's going to teach people how to paint ornaments, somebody's going to do stenciling, and it's all based on these interests that we got. Knitting, crocheting, I mean, how to make a reef, how to do a bow on a reef, you know, just anything. <laughs> but, well, and we're, and so, and we're going to provide, the team's going to provide snacks that night, and we're going to have a coffee bar with all the flavors, and I mean, just fun things to get people there and then they'll be encouraged to move around the round tables to learn if they want we want them to go home with something from every table and we're hoping that the people learning how to knit will get together on a weekly basis and keep learning but keep get, get to know each other yeah that's the thing and and every table we're hoping you know there'll be a group that kind of goes well i want to know more how to do this well now that it's not like it's the big group but this group is getting to know each other and they're still going to come to the big meeting and, and you got we're hoping up. we're that hoping there's only two people there uh, if there's one person willing to teach and one person willing to learn that's a small group that's a group and, and, see, and, that's and what the teacher said has too. to learn and understand because mm -hmm. I've had to learn and understand this the hard way, mm -hmm. that yes. it doesn't matter how many you're teaching. If somebody's interested, eventually, a lot of times, some of those ladies are really sitting back and watching to see if you're really serious, mm -hmm. if you really want to do it. Mm -hmm. And what if they see that these mm -hmm. two people are, are really doing getting it. something yes. out of it, then they're going to well, go, oh, I'm going to go. And that goes yeah. for Bible study. You may, exactly. And I'm telling myself this. You know, because I'm, I'm having a hard time finding a night out of the week that doesn't take away because everybody's so busy. Yep. But you know, you're you're where you want to be because you want to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, and if it's just two or three people, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. you know? I would encourage you a survey of your women, mm -hmm. um, and and there's a there's a challenge there of um, when you're looking for leaders of small groups. Sometimes it's difficult. You may have somebody, I'm, I'm, I don't know this woman who did the couponing group, but I'm just gonna pick on that for a second. Uh, you know, she thinks this is a fabulous idea. I wanna do a couponing group, but really she may be the only one in her, like nobody else is interested in that. And we appreciate her willingness, but nobody's interested in that. But what we wanna do is address what are people really interested in? And, and I think when you're, when you're talking about small groups, I think the idea of a craft day, craft night is good because it connect. you know, that's a fun thing to do. But as you're thinking about small groups in the aspect of discipleship and growing women in the word and, and growing in their relationship with the Lord, those small groups being focused on Bible study and prayer together uh, and finding leaders for that might be a little bit more challenging, you know, and so I know what that's like. But I think um, a survey of your women to say, what are you interested in? When are you interested? When are you available and willing to do this? What time works for you? Because I think a lot of times, I used to work out at a gym that I just loved. And uh, that there were these Thursday night classes that I just loved. I thought it was fabulous. And um, they quit. They didn't have these classes anymore because people didn't attend very well. And uh, 
No, it, I didn't love those classes, but I remember it was good on a Thursday night, but the leader wasn't great, right? And so the gym just canceled those Thursday night classes, but they didn't replace it with anything. Like they didn't get a different leader. And I remember talking to people who worked at the gym and they were like, we just think Thursday nights are not good. I'm like, ah, no, wrong criteria, bad leader. Thursday nights are not bad, leader was bad. So, but at the same time, maybe they're right. Sometimes it's about time. I can't come at those times, I just can't do it. Sometimes it's about the leader. Um, but giving people some, I had input. Like I filled out a survey that said, here's what I'm interested in. Um, and then sometimes it's discipling women that if we don't do exactly your idea at exactly your time, it's not about you, you know, and that dealing with those hurt feelings is a difficult thing sometimes, but kind of teaching them, we're, we're doing what's good for the, the greater whole here. So I don't know if that's helpful at all, but I think getting their input, if you haven't already, is a good place to start. No one hesitated to fill out the forms. And I mean, we got a lot of information and every time we get ready to do something, we go back through those forms. And, yeah. and it, it's like at least it gives you other names to call and say, hey, now we're going to do this. Do you want to, you know, would you be willing to lead or assist in leading? Yeah. You know, and it's, we're getting there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're doing what you call do life small groups, do life Bible studies, and we didn't get as many. And it's church wide, but I mean, it's, men with men or women with women and so like my d-life group has seven ladies in it we meet on tuesday night well we didn't get as many leaders as we would have liked to have got volunteers for and um so but they went ahead and just started what we had so i think there's three ladies groups but the idea is after a certain period of time they want us to divide it multiple times mm -hmm. they want us to you know the seven of us will become two groups mm -hmm. and try to draw in some other women so then we can find better times for them or, you know, and let each group kind of pick what works for them. But it is taking longer than we would have liked. Obviously, we would have liked to have 10 small groups instead of three. Yeah. But hopefully when we, at the end of the year, when we'll come back together, they will encourage us to invite new people, you know, and you know, <coughs> hopefully that, it's, it's just gonna be a little slower process than we'd like. Gloria, what did you want to do? I just wanted to mention this. I just think we need to stay on the word mm -hmm. as much as anything. Mm -hmm. And that excites me. And I teach two um, Bible studies a year, and we do it on Sunday afternoon. That's the only time we can get a husband to keep the children. Mm -hmm. or, uh, they can't bring the children. Our church is not big enough, and there's not enough, no one to take care of. But, but we do, we've done all, a lot of the books that all of you are familiar with. Mm -hmm. and nothing wrong with any of them they're all wonderful but but they will keep you in the word mm -hmm. and then we have refreshments somebody brings on sunday afternoon we've already had a big lunch and we don't do a big thing with food but just one person yeah. brings something and another thing that i know we haven't thought about this but we have silver sneakers yeah, and, mm -hmm. and y'all, i'm telling you i go twice a week mm -hmm. and if you're 65 you can go free but it's good and a little coffee club right after that with women would be great. I do it with men mm -hmm. more than women because of the women are working or still, still but the old men that, you know, <laughs> old men. Something that, uh, something that has had success at my own church 
Uh, I'm not on the women's ministry team at my church, but this I'm going to mention this to you, Shannon, because this could be a good kind of next step from what you've been doing that's a bridge into some smaller groups. Um, at my own church, they do a thing that has a terrible name, and the women's ministry leader will tell you, she said, I was not there the night that I did it. It's a terrible name. But the event works, um, and they, it's called Chat and Chew. So just overlook the name, right? Yeah. Just overlook the name. What they do is, if you want to attend it, they, they announce it a good six weeks in advance, six or eight weeks in advance. And if you want to attend, you sign up, and they assign everybody to a small group. You meet at the church, and you go to a restaurant for dinner together. Yeah. So, or sometimes you may just meet at the restaurant. But what they do is, our women's ministry team, they, they pretty well know who the women in the church are. Like, and I'm telling you, we, my church is, we average 500 in worship, mm -hmm. uh, two, two worship services, so you, we, it's like two churches, right? Uh, this is the most successful thing the women's ministry does, hands down, other than the Christmas, everybody decorated table event. Uh, and, and so the women's ministry team seems to pretty well know who people are, so they will kind of handpick the groups for the purpose of connecting across generations, connecting across worship services. Um, so we know, they know, you know, Beverly and Yvonne don't know each other because they go to different worship services. Um, our church has grown a lot in the last two to three years because of, um, sadly, because of some things that have happened in neighboring churches. And so they know, oh, she came from this church and she came from this church. So we're gonna help them know each other so that we're not just this group, church, you know, anyway, enough of that. Um, they kind of hand put you together and then you just go to dinner together and everybody pays for their own. Um, and it's pretty low commitment in the sense of like, especially with younger women, I think they little sketchy. Now I will say this, um, the women's ministry team is age diverse and that's a good thing. And so if they know, okay, this young woman is really shy, she really needs to be with somebody that she knows, they will intentionally put a group together. I mean, like, they're not going to, and if you're afraid, you know, if you say, I'm willing to go, but I really want to, I want to know that a friend is going to be at my dinner group, they'll do that, totally. Um, so anyway, it's pretty low commitment because you're just going to dinner, and you're going to dinner out and you got your own car and you can leave, you know, for those people who want that kind of safety. One thing they have not done, and they're not here, so I, I don't, I'm not trying to be critical. I, as a woman in the church, something I wish they would do is we're gonna all go to dinner, but then we're gonna have dessert together back at the church so that everybody, so that you know, hey, if I'm willing to stay long enough, and I think they probably don't do that just to keep the evening from being so long, um, but I, I still think some people would be willing to go back and do it. And I, and I think some people might be willing, okay, I know I'm going to eat dinner with people I don't know, but I'm going to see my friends when I get back to the church and yeah. connect there. And uh, Plus, it's been really successful. They'll have like 80 women go to this thing. And I think it'd be great if all those women saw one another together in the fellowship hall and how we yes. all did this together. So the two things that you said, that the chat you did. What was the decorated the table at Christmas? Oh, you know, those uh, <coughs> black churches do this, right? Really. The type of things you do all week. I don't know, but I know about this one. Let me answer that and you come back to your question. 
uh, you know, the, the Christmas dinner where somebody hosts a table and they decorate it and they invite people to sit there, or you just have different people who decorate tables and then they, um, you don't necessarily invite people to sit at your table, but you, everybody just comes and they sit at a table, but you have women host a table. And sometimes, you know, it works different in different churches. Sometimes, um, like back in the day, my home church used to do this. And if I was a host of the table, I had 10 tickets I needed to sell to my table. Um, sometimes it is, I'm gonna host a table, but I'm not responsible to sell the tickets. People buy their own tickets, and the women's ministry team just assigns people to tables, kind of in a similar mixing people up. Or I may host a table, like I teach this young adult Sunday school class. So a few years ago, um, I was the speaker at our Christmas dinner. So I, I hosted a table and I was the speaker and got the women from my class who typically didn't go to that event to come. Um, and so we all sat together because we were, in, you know, it made them feel more comfortable. So um, it's fun, you know. Some churches, back back, where did I hear about this? Oh, last weekend in Jonesboro, a leader told me they do this at their church, but they decorate it. I think at their church, it's a missions-focused yes. event, mm -hmm. and they decorate the tables for different countries. We did that. It was good. Yeah. We did yeah. That too. Okay. Good. And they, and then therefore they did not do it at Christmas, which is helpful as well, mm -hmm. uh, because it just has gotten so busy at Christmas. In my own church, I don't think we yes, can have that event anymore because we've outgrown the space. We do another dollar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I spoke at a mother-daughter one one time at my own church. So. All right, it's 2.45. I don't need to delay you any longer, but just any burning question you've not been able to ask. All right, I've got one. If you have not filled out an information card for me, I would love it if you would so that I can stay connected to you. Uh, these, uh, I promise you we won't send you tons of emails, but I want you to hear what we're doing. So if you haven't done this, I'm going to put them here. You'll leave me your information. And then let me pray for you. Father, thank you for these women again, and thank you for their leadership in their churches. Thank you for these great ideas. Thank you that you are working among the women of Georgia, and we just ask you, God, to continue to lead us and teach us in how to serve and love and minister to and with women. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.